There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped in town and branch microbiter. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, a 27-year veteran of the NYPD. Folks, quite an eventful evening in regards to escaped prisoner Danilo Cavalcante. In fact, the search has uh, entered day number 13. And when I say an eventful evening, uh, according to CNN, a Pennsylvania killer who escaped from prison nearly two weeks ago has been spotted again, this time with authorities warning he is possibly armed with a weapon. Danilo Calvacante was sighted in Chester County, South Coventry Township, about 20 miles north from uh, of the prison he escaped from. Um, according to alert residents uh, from Chester County, they called 911 on Monday night. The Pennsylvania State Police are receiving reports of escaped convict Danilo Cavalcante in the area of Ridge Road, Coventryville Road, Daisy Point Road, and South Coventry Township, possibly armed with a weapon. Residents in the area are asked to lock all external doors and windows, secure vehicles, and remain indoors. Pennsylvania State Police Trooper James P. McGee told CNN earlier there was a sighting Monday night but did not provide further details. It's the first report of a sighting since the weekend when Cavalcante slipped through a police search perimeter, stole a van, changed his appearance, and was sighted more than 20 miles away before ditching the vehicle in East Nantmill Township. Um, we're considering and certainly acting on and investigating any piece of information, a tip that we receive. Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said in a news conference Monday afternoon. The reward now has uh, reached $25,000. Um, the developments over the weekend dramatically altered the search, which had focused since Cavalcanti's August 31st escape on the area immediately surrounding the Chester County prison, about 30 miles west of Philadelphia, where he was being held following his conviction last month of first-degree murder. On a Saturday evening, Cavalcanti stole a 2024 transit van three-quarters of a mile from the search perimeter and traveled about 25 miles north to the East Pikeland Township home of an acquaintance he'd known several years ago. That was according to Lieutenant Colonel Bivens. He spoke with the acquaintance on a ring doorbell camera, which captured his new clean-shaven look. But the person wasn't home and did not respond to meet Cavalcante, according to Lieutenant Colonel Bibbins. Cavalcante then tried to contact another acquaintance in the nearby Phoenixville area. That person was also not home, but called police after a female resident saw the escaped inmate. On Monday, Bibbins warned anyone who was considering assisting the fugitive to otherwise and instead help law enforcement facilitate his capture. He needs additional help. He needs resources for the long run. He's seeking those 
according to Lieutenant Colonel Bivens. Cavalcanti's sister, who Bivens said had overstayed her visa, has been detained by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. She chose not to assist him because of being in an overstay status. She has been entered into deportation proceeding and is being detained at this time. She failed to cooperate. Uh, Elena Cavalcanti testified in the murder trial of her brother, according to Chester County officials. Cavalcante fled Chester County Prison within days of being sentenced to life without parole for the murder of his former girlfriend, 33-year-old Deborah Brandau. He left by crab walking between two walls, the famous video that we've all seen, scaling a fence and traversing across razor wire, putting the community on edge and shuttering schools as he repeatedly evaded capture. Uh, Cavalcante's time on the run has likely exceeded the expectations, it's people are, are uh, sort of uh, had it with this. They're not, uh, this is not amusing at all. Uh, 13 days, it's really, uh, it, it's really putting the community on edge um, and uh, st stealing the vehicle was where he got out of that perimeter and was able to uh, sort of add a whole new um complexion to this case um now we don't know exactly where he is now no nor does law enforcement this is i would say frankly at this point this is somewhat not somewhat it's embarrassing to law enforcement that this one individual has um has put them on, on basically on the defensive not the offensive it's like he's calling the shots He's dictating what they do, and it seems like they're always 10 minutes or more behind him, and that's distressing. You would think uh, they would be on top. and I'm sure they're, they're trying to be on top of this. How, however, it's not working out. He is, again, is calling the shots, it appears. I to the manhunt for convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcante. Sources are telling us that the escaped prisoner is possibly armed with a rifle. It comes after a confirmed sighting and reports that shots have been fired, leading to a new perimeter in South Coventry Township, Chester County. Monday night, and the big story on Action News is breaking news in the search for Danilo Cavalcante, whose odyssey of escape is now into its 12th day. This has been a very active night as law enforcement officials descend on the northern section of Chester County. Action News reporter Andy McCormick live in South Coventry Township where it's been a very active evening. Annie, what's the very latest from there? Henrik, still a lot of moving parts in this. This was just, this area was actually just flooded with law enforcement, but I wanna take a, go to a live picture that we have at Ridge Road and Coventryville Road. There still should be a presence of SWAT officers there. We saw them pass by about a half hour ago. They are one of hundreds of law enforcement officers responding to the scene around the perimeter in this area. We're in South, South Coventry Township, but if you live in South Coventry Township or East Nantmill Township, you have received a reverse 911 call to shelter in place. And that is because of a shots fired that happened in the 3500 block of Coventryville Road. Now, 
What we do have confirmed at this point is that a homeowner shot at a subject that was matching the description of Cavalcante, Danilo Cavalcante, who's been on the run now 12 days. We're told that there was no blood found at the scene. But You know, folks, what is the potential now, of course, uh, that he was hit? And, of course, uh, if he's hit, that's a good thing because get, he'll have to seek medical treatment at some um, point. Because there was no blood found on the scene doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't hit. Uh, we had spoken about this when he went into the home of that person early on in this investigation, broke into a home, and the person flicked the lights. Uh, we knew that if he continued this conduct within the state of Pennsylvania, there was going to be some person that was going to be armed and take a shot at him, and thus it just happened. And Hopefully he did get hit. And, you know, again, that will slow him down and that will necessitate him going for some type of medical treatment. But scary now, if in fact they've confirmed if he does, in fact, have a 22 caliber rifle, there were reports that it had a 10 round magazine, which obviously he could kill police officers or civilians. And that's concerning. And, you know, when we say we, they need a full court press, there has been a full court press. They've been doing everything they could possibly do with this. Uh, but now it's raised up the bar to an even higher level. The subject matching his description fled and is now possibly armed with a 22 rifle. Now, actually, right behind me, you can still see law enforcement here at Route 100 and Prizer Road that are still standing here with their long guns. You're going to see that all over this area right now. Now, what began actually several hours ago was that there was a sighting of Cavalcante in this area. It came from the air. It was an aerial sighting. From there, police all came over to this area. When I say all police, I mean it was a countywide call out for every available member of law enforcement. When they came out to that area that is now the perimeter around there, they went into that area, they found shoes that they believe belonged to Cavalcante. And then additionally, we heard that shots were fired. And then that led to the information that we just received and confirmed that a homeowner shot at a subject who did match the description of Cavalcante. And again, a reverse 911 call is now going out to people in the area telling them to shelter in place because again, they now believe that Cavalcante is on the run and is armed. We'll bring you more updates available as we continue the newscast. We're now reporting live in South Coventry Township. Annie McCormick, Channel 6, Action News. Rick. All right, Danny, thank you for that late-breaking report. Meantime, the manhunt started, of course, on August 31st when Cavalcante climbed out of the Chester County Prison. And since that moment, he has been captured on video several more times from Longwood Gardens to East Pikeland Township. It was on Saturday that we got our first look at ring camera video showing his altered appearance. For the latest on the search and the perimeters in place, check out our 6ABC app. So, folks, um, obviously uh, it's, it's entered a whole new level because... He's armed. There's no doubt that the police um, have been looking for him, uh, searching for him. This has been called a manhunt from that Thursday that he uh, that he escaped from that prison. Now we hear the term shelter in place. And we heard that during the, uh, if you guys recall, 
during the Boston Marathon bombings when the Zorneyev brothers uh, were, there was a manhunt for them, Zokar and Tamerlan Zorneyev, who were uh, two uh, Russians, um, Chechenes, Chechnya, that's where they were from, that uh, perpetrated the Boston Marathon bombing. And we heard after they had shot it out with a, the uh, the police in a suburb of Boston, uh, resulting in the death of, uh, I believe it was Tamerlan Zonayev. I could have the names Tamerlan and Zokar. One was the older one who was the bigger boxer type guy. He was killed on the scene during the police shootout. The younger brother escaped, and we heard that term, shelter in place. And basically what that means is you stay in your house. You lock yourself in and you don't go out. Because obviously the authorities are not just afraid of, um, of this person hurting a civilian. They're concerned that civilians could be out walking about and could be maybe mistaken for the perpetrator. So shelter in place is one of the highest, obviously, orders they can give, ordering people to stay in their homes. Um, again, this is a, uh, there's some on the screen pictures of Danilo Cavalcante on the screen and what he potentially looks right now to give an update. He's still on the loose. Uh, he was spotted from a helicopter and you would think like they spot him from an aerial view, then I don't think the helicopter is going to swoop down and land in that harsh terrain what they would do obviously is radio to the ground uh personnel and reporting the exact location where he is so right there there's a lull in the response if they're not they could be minutes or five minutes or ten minutes away that doesn't allow them to have this immediate response and it seems they've spotted him numerous times and the resulting the result was he got away each time he got away. So you, you may ask, like, what's going on? This, uh, I know the press has been quite critical of the uh, of the response to this, of the investigation of this. And um, I guess people are getting tired of hearing um, he's in the perimeter. He's not in the perimeter. Uh, this is how we do things, you know. And I can understand the frustrations of the people who live in that area, schools having to be closed, businesses having to be closed, uh, drivers that can't uh, ply their trade driving, you know, delivering things. You're shut down. The whole area is shut down. And that must be frustrating for this entire area by one person. Just think one person escaped from a prison. And this is what... Uh, this is what it. This is what it's caused. Uh, Amy in Boston. How have they not caught him in nearly two weeks? Two weeks. Yes, Amy. I am frustrated too. I think anyone that's been following this case is frustrated. And just think of the people that live in that area. It's more than frustration. They're scared. You know, they're scared. Their kids can't go to school. Uh, schools were right in the area where. He was spotted last night. 
So obviously they're all shut down. Shelter in place is the heaviest type of order the government can give to people. Stay in your home. When are you ever ordered to stay in your home? Well, this is one of those times they are. She's live in South Coventry Township with a timeline of what's been happening from the escapes right now. Good morning, Wakisha. Good morning, Jim Janelli. You know, as you just heard from Brandon, it has been a very busy evening into this morning. Now, just to give you guys an idea as to where we are, you see a large, heavy police presence here at the intersection of Countryville and Ridge Roads here in Pottstown. Now, as Chandler also mentioned, this area around Route 100 and Route 23 are blocked off. Now, since we've been on scene, we've seen several police cars, large SUVs, and members of what appear to be the SWAT team that have seemed like they've been loading up in this area. Now, along a lot of these roads, you're also seeing some flares. Now, we've been saying this all morning. It's been very busy, and we're now entering into nearly the two weeks that Calvacante has been on the run. So let's revisit how we got to this point. Convicted murder, Danello Calvacante escaped from Chester County Prison on Thursday, August 31st. Calvacante is five feet tall, weighs 120 pounds, has brown eyes, and had dark curly hair. Seven days into the search, officials released this video. You know, folks, this whole thing where you see him scaling the wall like some kind of trapeze artist, like some gymnast, is just incredible, incredible to me because not only the, the athleticism of climbing up that wall, and if you look in the back part of his shirt near his belt line, it appears that he may have like a towel in there, and that was reported as possibly to defeat the razor wire that's on the top by the roof. So he th obviously premeditated thought of this, maybe even spoke to someone that's done this prior. And this was the same location of an escaped prisoner on May 19th. So all of this incompetence goes back to this prison. I think you have to point at the prison, and of course, what did they do? They fired the lowest common denominator. They fired a prison guard who had the tower that was responsible for this area. Okay, how about the prison warden that did nothing or little, did little to secure this area after a prisoner had escaped on May 19th? Just And this, again, this search, if you put it in dollars and cents, it's costing about a million dollars a day. So... 12 to stay 13, 13 million dollars is probably costing more right now. And if you put the real cost of schools being closed, businesses being closed, people not being able to get around, it's a hell of a lot more. And let's hope no one gets hurt during this search and apprehension, eventual apprehension of Danilo Cavalcante. Showing Cavalcante crab walking up the prison yard wall, wearing a prison-issued white t-shirt, sneakers, and green pants. Somehow he also got hold of a backpack. Once he was on the roof, he was able to get past layers of razor wire. Since then, a corrections officer who failed to notice Cavalcante escaped, the officer was placed on administrative leave. Calvacante's first sighting in the public was Saturday, September 2nd. A you know, Big Bird 420, I agree with you. The reward of $25,000 in relationship to how important this is doesn't seem like a lot of money. You know, the old expression, money talks and bullshit walks, $25,000 is not 
And, you know, they always add the addendum for the arrest and conviction. So you wonder if anyone really ever gets paid by these uh, rewards. So you're right. I don't think it's a lot of money considering the scope of this at, at all. It's not a lot of money. Island and a half away from the prison on the 1800 block of Lenape Road in Pocopson Township. Several days later, Cavalcante was then spotted on surveillance cameras at Longwood Gardens twice, once at 8.21 p.m. and then again at 9.33 p.m. By that time, Cavalcante acquired a sweatshirt and an over-shoulder bag. Friday, September 8th, two more sightings were reported of Cavalcante, this time near Longwood and Conservatory Roads, but nothing on surveillance camera. Sunday, police expanded their search near Phoenixville, where Calvacante stole a minivan from a dairy farm and changed his look. Calvacante was seen on a ring doorbell camera with a clean-shaven face, black baseball-style hat, yellow or green sweatshirt, green prison pants, and white shoes. This now brings us to last night, where he was spotted in East Nantmill around 11 p.m. in the area of 1993 Fairview area where residents are urged to shelter in place. Sources say shoes and shirts that may belong to Calvicante were found. And this morning, police are pursuing Cavalcante, who say is armed with a rifle. And back out here live, you are looking at what appears to be members of the SWAT team. They're inside these big SUVs. Now, this area has been blocked off. This is the intersection of Countryville and Ridge Roads here in Pottstown, where you're looking at a perimeter that has been set up for the manhunt for Calvacante. Now, once again, we keep urging this over and over that residents in this area, they are urged to stay sheltered in place and to keep their doors as well as windows locked. As we know, Calvacante is armed and dangerous. Janelle, Jim. Thank you, Wakisha, for that update. And we want to show you another look at what police believe Calvacante looks like right now. If you see him, they say call 911 immediately. You can also call the state police tip line with information. That number is 717-562-2987. And that $25,000 reward has been increased to reward for any information leading to his capture. You know, folks, uh, this is tough. This is very tough to think of living in this area right now. Uh, and I said earlier on, uh, this is why um, we do have uh, the Second Amendment. I mean, I would that would be the first thing I would do if I was sheltering in place. I'd have to make sure I had all my guns ready to go, you know, one in my waistband, and uh, just keeping sentry to protect my family. Uh, Joe South Oz, member for three months, up the reward to half a million and watch him get caught through a tip. They'd end up saving money. This would be costing an absolute fortune. Fortune, yes, Joe South Oz, you are one hundred percent correct. I don't, I don't see them upping it to that amount of money. Maybe fifty thousand, potentially a hundred thousand. But at this point, it's getting a little ridiculous. 13 days on the run, 13 days basically holding this community hostage. And um, this is a dangerous situation. Again, you might, you, you think of, of this guy, uh, five foot two inches tall, yet, um, yet he's causing all of this, this angst. He's causing all of this danger in this community. And it's almost like it, 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 it's in one hand, it's amusing. 
it's laughable. But on the other hand, it's absolutely 100% serious that you have this little, and I mean little, five foot two inches tall, 120 pounds, basically, basically holding an entire community hostage through his escaping and moving. And, you know, one of the things that they said uh, is a big or was a big game changer is the fact that he stole that white van and he was able to leave what they describe. And I'm sure we're all getting tired of hearing about the perimeter because there doesn't appear to be a perimeter anymore. It seems like he defines the perimeter. He regularly escapes the perimeter and then they got to be like, we have no idea where he is, you know, and I'm not one of those right now. And there, there are plenty of them. I am not bashing the police at all. I know how difficult this is. And when you look at this terrain and I know people don't want to hear it. I know, and especially journalists who are all experts at everything. They don't want to hear anything. But when you look at this terrain and the fact that there's no doubt at this point that he has survivor skills. He's been out there. This is going on day 13. He survived. He's gotten enough food. He's gotten enough water. He's one step ahead of the Popo or the Pennsylvania State Police, the ATF, the FBI, the federal marshals, Fugitive Enforcement Task Force, Pennsylvania State Police. Every law enforcement agency in this country is probably on the scene here. And yet everyone's insisting, oh, this is embarrassing. This is Keystone Cops. This is this. This is that. Again, they're out there. They're doing the job. They're, they're doing their best to try and apprehend this guy. I know it's not fast enough. It's not quick enough. It's not. Of course, we all wanted it to happen day one. Apparently, someone just put everyone but the CIA, Donna Wheeler. Apparently, the CIA is on the scene. That's at least been reported. So every possible toy that they could have, to, do, do they have satellite cameras that can spot someone with thermal imaging from the sky? They can do it uh, when they need to do it. When they want to spot terrorists in another country, they certainly have that ability. I don't know if the federal government would let their resources at that level be used to spot an escaped prisoner. Uh, but they do have the capability to do that. So again, we are all waiting. We all want to see this guy caught. Uh, and, he, and he hasn't been caught yet. So of course, we're all getting impatient, uh, very much impatient. Um, and there's... What do they do today? They had an eventful night. Uh, do, they, do they just do they retool and start all over, or do they just continue doing what they're doing, or do they replan? Breaking news tonight: to the manhunt for convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcante. Sources are telling us that the escaped prisoner is possibly armed with a rifle. Well, folks, we actually saw that. We saw that report already. I don't want to replay that. Uh, but we know we know in fact that uh, that he's he is apparently armed with a rifle at this point. He broke into um, a a civilian's house, and he was uh, 
someone fired shots at him. So whether he was hit or not, we, we don't know. We don't know at this point if he was hit, if there's a good chance he could have been hit. There's, they're claiming there is no um, blood on the scene. But that doesn't mean he wasn't hit. There's a good there's a good potential he was hit, and that would Law be good. Law enforcement had feared that uh, Danilo Cavalcante would gain access to a weapon, and now police say they do believe he is armed, likely playing in, into the decision uh, to close those local schools in northern Chester County in the Owen J. Roberts District. Take a look behind me. This is busy. Route 100 heads straight up to Pottstown. It is closed this morning part of this new police perimeter as they believe they've got Cavalcante surrounded in a vast rural area in northern Chester County. You know, overnight we saw that very large police presence in South Coventry Township. Police focused near Ridge Road and Coventryville Road right near that local high school, Owen J. Roberts. And again, all schools in that district are now closed this morning because of this manhunt. Authorities do believe they are getting closer, though. Sources telling NBC10 that police found Cavalcante's shoes somewhere out there. And police also believe he's armed with that weapon, though it's unclear where he got the firearm. However, that does dramatically change the dynamics of this search. Police say they were already prepared to use deadly force, but now search teams could be confronted by gunfire themselves, adding to the danger here. State police say they do not think the convicted killer has the capability right now of fleeing this part of rural Pennsylvania. However, they do say if he is able to steal another vehicle, that could complicate things. Of course, he did steal that white van at the dairy farm to break through that original police perimeter. And this is a very remote area, so it's a bit of a different landscape from the previous peri perimeter. But just a reminder, police really encouraging people, lock your doors, lock your windows, lock your cars and do not leave the keys in there and then this new development also lock up your firearms because cavalcante is now armed with a weapon for now we're live here in west vincent township randy gillenhall nbc 10 news so folks again he's armed with a weapon or they believe he's armed with a weapon right now that changes the complexion of this in the way that now law enforcement has to be concerned that he could shoot at them or shoot back at them uh they've already of course have the order that he can be, well, they know about deadly physical force. That's something the press is putting out there. Uh, if they confront him and he doesn't comply, they will use deadly physical force. Rochella Pranzo, Cavalcante had mandatory military training in Brazil. After he committed a crime there, he hid in the jungles and eluded law enforcement there and escaped to Puerto Rico. He is well-trained for what he is doing here. So, folks, there you have it. It's not that we have this um, amateur sort of prison inmate that who, who escaped from a prison that is untrained. He's absolutely trained. He's trained in uh, by the military. So he has survival skills, and that's what we're seeing here, uh, survival skills. Elizabeth Cavanaugh, woods are easy, so easy to hide in. I totally believe they're trying their best. But, wow, that would be difficult with all those woods. Hopefully he gives himself up. I don't see him giving up at this point. He's already been out there for 13 days. And what does he have awaiting him if he surrenders? He has a lifetime in prison. So he, I don't see him um, surrendering at all. He's going to take this to the end. And whatever that end is, if the end is uh, includes the end of his life, in a, a, a shootout, that very well could be. You know, folks, I always wanted to remember, and this one, 
this is Gonzalo Lopez. He in 2022, he escaped from a Texas prison. And when you talk about incompetence, uh, total 100% incompetence in regards to the Texas prison, how they allowed him, almost assisted him in escaping. He was a two-time lifer. He was put on a prisoner transport van. Somehow he got a hold. Somehow he got a hold of a tool or a weapon that enabled him to break out of his shackles, confront the driver of the prisoner van, uh, overtake him, and escape out of the bus. The armed guard in the back of the bus fired a shot at him from a shotgun as he ran across a field uh, and escaped. And a local police officer driving by in a radio car saw him running across the field and did absolutely nothing. Nothing. So he escaped into the woods, and the Texas authorities kept saying how, oh, he's going to be caught any minute now and any day now. Two weeks passed by, and they did not do a very good job. And they sort of said to the community, uh, we believe he fled the area with no evidence whatsoever of that. So what happens? People in the community start going back into their empty hunting cabins, which no doubt Gonzalo Lopez was holed up, holed up in. And so during that time when they basically told people they could come back into their empty hunting cabins, Gonzalo Lopez killed a family of five, murdered a family of five when he was on the run. These escaped inmates are no joke, all right? They have zero to lose. The only happy ending to the Gonzalo Lopez uh, saga is that he was killed by the Fugitive Enforcement Division. And that's the only, but five people from one family were murdered by this guy. And uh, we don't want to see anything like that happen. Uh, um, Frank Marshall, Bill Lopez escape investigation got shut down very fast. He had help from inside the prison. As a retired CEO, the way they transported him, pure bull, you know, I know that, Frank. And uh, that's why I use this, the Gonzalo Lopez, as an example of what not to do uh, in transporting dangerous, dangerous inmates. Folks, this is Police Off the Cuff, real crime stories. If you like real crime or true crime from a police perspective, then you're in the right place. And if you're not subscribed to us, go on our YouTube Hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and ring that bell. If you're brand new to this channel, put a two in the, in the chat, a number two. This way I can encourage you to go on our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to contribute to this channel, we have a Patreon with three different levels, and we also have a YouTube channel membership with five different levels. And we appreciate all our fans, our subscribers, and our friends that are watching this channel. Uh, it's, again, we're into day number 13. Uh, day 13 in this case, uh, it doesn't get any easier. Um, 
and I, as I said earlier, I think there is some luck involved in, in catching this guy. And let's hope that uh, the police and, and the, the state troopers get some luck on their side. Thanks, Bob. As you mentioned, you gave some of this information. All seven schools in the Owen J. Roberts School District and all offices in that area are closed until we get this guy into custody, the escaped killer, as you know, into day 13, as I mentioned. And there were some shots fired overnight, but not by him. Police say the 34-year-old broke into a home and stole a 22 caliber rifle last night. So, Marcus, as we get to you for an update on the shirts, that certainly changes things, doesn't mm -hmm. it? I've been saying all morning, guys, this is a whole new ball game. This is a whole new manhunt. The danger level has really escalated. We're going to take a live shot, actually, of our other photographer, Tom Beck, at the high school here, where there are at least 20 or so state police troopers there. Many more have headed that way. I'd say about 25 minutes ago, the initial batch of state troopers headed down to that, that area and are in the parking lot of Owen J. Roberts High School. As you mentioned, because of this heavy pol uh, police presence, these, these schools are closed now. There's absolutely no way anybody can go to school when an intense manhunt comes to their back door, comes to their parking lot. So that's, that high school is closed. The elementary school is closed as well. So we're in this two to three mile search radius here. We're on Route 23. Take a look here. We have uh, Montgomery County Department of Public Safety heading there. That looks like a place you could put a prisoner there in the back. So we will we will keep you guys up to date as soon as we hear something. But they just went down Route 23, and then we're crossed with Route 100 here, and we're in South Coventry Township. This was all after everything's been changing by the day. He got a hold of a van, you remember, on Sunday, drove it until it ran out of gas. And then yesterday, as you mentioned, Alex, a homeowner fired shots at Cavalcante after he broke into his house fired seven shots at Cavalcante, no reports yet or no confirmation if he was hit by any of those gunshots. But in all that chaos, Cavalcante was able to get away with a 22 caliber rifle. That's a hunting style rifle. Also might have a scope on that rifle and a 10 round magazine. So this has gone from, well, it's always been dangerous since August 31st when he escaped in that brazen Hollywood way, but now it's just a whole different ball game. He has a gun and he clearly has nothing to lose and he's already broken into one homeowner's house to get that gun and uh, now a heavy police presence at that parking lot of Owen J High School. Yeah, let's see what Hank has too because this, this really seems like it's coming to a head. But of course, I've said that for 13 days, Hank. Yeah, I know, Mike, and that's the other thing, too. I've been sort of back pocketing my guesses because I've been wrong for the last uh, couple of weeks. But we were here just yesterday morning, 24 hours ago, talking to you, and I thought that would be the last hit we would do here. There was no dragnet. There was no perimeter set up. No one knew where he was, and we're 10 minutes away from the turnpike. Heck, I thought he might have been in Pittsburgh by this point. But now, Mike, we're looking right down here by the Ludwig's Corner Fire uh, Station. We just saw an armored truck go rolling by uh, filled with police uh, dressed as soldiers fully uh, loaded up and headed down toward Owen J. Roberts High School. Uh, let's go back over the timeline real quick. It's two Thursdays ago now, and there goes that armored truck again. I don't know if we can see it. Uh, he might have been dropping people off. Either way, guys. Uh, but again, Danilo Cavalcanti went over the wall two Thursdays ago. Uh, Chester County Prison, same place as another guy went four months prior. And then the sightings began to occur. Deer cameras on trails in Pocopson. A day or two later, he's caught on camera. Longwood Gardens, they shut the whole place down. 
was believed to be there. And then over the weekend, he steals a dairy van, winds up up here in Glenmore, ditches that van over the weekend. And there's a small crowd now at the Phoenixville Wawa monitoring the whole situation. It's all anyone in this area can talk about, guys. And I'm hoping he will get caught by tomorrow morning. I mean, in a few hours by daylight. But, uh, I mean, just sitting here, uh, seeing all the uh, police and the FBI agent and U.S. Marshal driving by, it looks like it, they're putting in a lot of work. I can look in Philadelphia and show you different advertisements. They say prisons are hiring. They need guards. They're under, understaffed, undermanned. Yeah, they're understaffed, undermanned, and they definitely should investigate prison system for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, uh, may, uh, may, maybe even update the prisons. Yeah, count on that investigation in weeks to come, guys. But as Marcus told you, uh, Cavalcante is believed to be armed as of yesterday. He's believed to have had communications in the form of a cell phone, but he might have dumped that. And most importantly, right now, we don't know whether or not he was hit as he uh, tried to escape that house, having newly found himself a 22 uh, rifle. Now, Mike, Alex, I've been talking to people all morning at the Wawa and other places. The inconvenience level of the locals is fairly high. I got one guy that called in sick to work simply because he couldn't navigate the perimeter out of here. Uh, another guy that says he's lost $600 uh, via DoorDash uh, deliveries that he was not able uh, to make this week. But guys, uh, there is a perimeter here now. It's even stronger than the one we saw this time last week in Lower Chester County. Uh, more cops, but pardon me, police, more resources. Uh, you, you can't even tell necessarily what agency they're coming in from. But you want to talk about, let me get out of the way. You want to talk about law enforcement resources, guys. We got more of them up here at this moment now than we did any time last week down in Lower Chester County. Guys? Huh. Okay, so if they have a press conference, it's going to be there in Glenmore? It's going to be right here where we are. We are at a, a press standpoint. They'll be coming to us if they do come. Mike? Okay. Awesome. So, folks, there's... Uh... Right now, there's really, other than what happened overnight, he broke into a house. He was shot at by a homeowner. Uh, other than that, there is really no uh, brand new information. Uh, a lot of police activity in the area. But again, there's been police activity every time that he makes a movement uh, in regards to... Uh, every time he makes a movement in regards to leaving what they describe uh, as the perimeter. Um, what, where is there a perimeter? Or what is the perimeter? Uh, that's something that uh, I don't think they can really uh, swear that they even know if there is a perimeter because he, he's been defying the perimeter. He's been, uh, he's been making the rules what the perimeter is. If there is a perimeter... He defines that, not law enforcement, it, so it seems. And that this is dangerous. Of course, the um, residents of this area have gotten the order to shelter in place, and uh, which means, of course, if you've been around, you must stay in your home. We heard that during the Boston uh, uh, Marathon bombing, that the um, residents were ordered to shelter in place. That's the order they're getting right now. Uh, shelter in place. Was he a big question? Uh, Magical Mary, uh, Bill, now that he has a gun, will they keep the dogs back? I don't think so. I think they'll still use the dogs. Um, I think that, um, look, the gun for him has to be a last resort. Uh, 
Bellafin press conference, the guy escaped on the first day of the new governor of the jail because they sacked the other governor. Go figure. You, uh, Bella, you mean the warden. Yeah, they ha- and they had an interim warden that uh, there were reports that during this he resigned because obviously um, there's a lot of heat for that escape, as there should be. And uh, again, uh, I really um, blame I blame the, the prison for this whole thing. Just incompetence, absolute gross, gross incompetence. Uh, and when you see him scale up that wall at a location that another prisoner had escaped on May 19th and really no new uh, security precautions were taken other than putting more razor wire up near the roof. That was their precautions. Other than that, there was not a, a great deal of precaution taken or a great deal of new security uh, precautions taken so that another prisoner wouldn't try to do that. And sure enough, another prisoner escapes at the same exact location. A new sighting of convicted killer Daniello Cavalcante, police say, now has a weapon. Overnight, state police chasing the escaped convict in South Coventry Township, Pennsylvania, where police have told residents to remain inside and lock doors and windows, saying, quote, Cavalcante is armed with a weapon. Scanner audio appearing to describe a sighting. Hispanic male, roughly 30 years of age, 5 foot, currently shirtless and blue pants. Subject known to have a 22 cutoff rifle with a scope and a flashlight. Authorities have not confirmed what type of weapon Cavalcante has. I know this is an extremely stressful time for the community. Cavalcante now entering its 13th day with nearly 300 officers and multiple agencies on the ground. We live in the very, very nice area where we don't lock anything. So it's it's been really crazy. After his dramatic escape from the Chester County Prison, after multiple sightings in the area, police say he has now changed his appearance and that Cavalcante has tried to reach out to others, including a former co-worker where he was caught on camera. Police say video, not yet released, shows Cavalcante speaking Portuguese. Authorities characterizing his demeanor as urgent but friendly and someone clearly looking for help. We will ultimately capture him. He doesn't have what he needs to to, uh, last long term. Super quiet guy. Really shy. Franco Rosa used to live with Cavalcante. They were roommates until Rosa says he moved out the day before Cavalcante murdered his ex-girlfriend, Deborah Brandau, unaware he was also wanted for a prior homicide in Brazil. Has he made any attempt to reach out to you? No, no nothing at all. Um, and I hope he won't do it. And if he does, I'll call the police right away. Immigration officials have detained the fugitive sister. Authorities not saying if she's helped her brother since his escape from the Chester County Prison and issuing this stern warning to anyone thinking about assisting the desperate fugitive. We will prosecute you fully for those actions. So, George, there are more developments, there are more clues, but are authorities any closer to finding him? Yeah, Hoda, authorities here are canvassing areas here far and wide. They are still convinced he is within Pennsylvania and still here in the county. They say the fact that he reached out to someone that he doesn't have very close ties with shows that he is growing more desperate. But they are worried he may try and steal another vehicle. So this morning, authorities here, state police, urging everyone to lock their doors, make sure their keys are with them, and, of course, stay vigilant and to be familiar with what Cavalcante looks like now. Hoda. All right, George Solis for us there in Pennsylvania. George, thank you. So, folks, obviously, uh, that ups the ante uh, specifically for the potential of uh, 
of, of carjacking a car. Now he's armed. It makes it much easier for him to carjack a car for the fact that he's armed with this 22 caliber rifle. So uh, again, uh, vigilance on the part of uh, the people that live in this area. Of course, they're talking this very uh, specific area. They're talking about sheltering in place. They don't want the residents to go out. Uh, and and it, it, it's, it takes a new level of importance that he is armed, or I should say a, a, a level of vigilance. Again, it would be very easy for him to carjack a car right now. And then the, the whole uh, manhunt will have to expand nationwide, could be, if he takes a car. Or where, you know, where is he heading? Um, I'm sure when he did contact friends and if he did speak, and it, it, look, law enforcement obviously knows a lot more than we do. There were reports that he may have had a cell phone. And if he did, uh, they were saying he got rid of it. He was smart enough to get rid of it because if law enforcement has the number, obviously they can track the cell phone right to him, right to his person. So he is experienced at this. Again, uh, according to Richella Pranzo in our chat, one of our moderators, he has military survival training. So he's going to be very difficult and he sh has shown that he is very difficult to catch folks. If, if you're looking for a great attorney in the New York city metropolitan area, then Joe Murray is your man. Joe's a retired member of the service, a retired police officer and a fantastic defense attorney. You can reach Joe on his cell phone at 718-514-3855 email him at joe at jmurray-law.com or go on his website, joe at jmurray-law.com. And Joe is a tremendous supporter of the Police Off the Cuff podcast, and we really appreciate everything he has done for us. Uh, Heather, this is what I was afraid of, him getting a firearm. Now it's more dangerous for everyone heather you got that it's 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 up the level of uh of danger no doubt uh and when we think of this escaped prison inmate uh it's been going on now for um uh for 13 this is day number 13 that he's been loose it's a it's a scary situation and for the people that live in this area they got to put up with this until of course, he's caught, and he's going to get caught. But you know something? I think it's uh, sort of ringing on hollow ears right now, the fact that he's going to get caught. Now for Danilo Cavacante is now in its 12th day, and investigators are now changing their tactics to track him down. State police said today they believe he is still in the area, and they're now using increased manpower to canvas all of Chester County. Investigators say they will now move from what they call a containment model to one that uses a variety of resources. They say they don't think that he has the ability here, resources to get out of Pennsylvania. 300 officers will now be in service to scour the area. In addition to that, the reward for information has now been increased to $25,000. Action News reporter Chad Fridelli joining us now live from East Net Mill Township here with a closer look at what this new search and the tactics will mean, Chad.
Yeah, sure. Day 12, like you mentioned, and, uh, you know, state police and law enforcement have been canvassing this area, this immediate area for much of the afternoon. And you can see it is expansive. You have plenty of farmland, trees and rolling hills, plenty of places to hide. That's why authorities authorities are asking the public to be vigilant and report tips. State police and other law enforcement continue the hunt for Danilo Cavalcante, now focused in East Nant Mill Township after the 34-year-old pierced the perimeter set up by authorities in Kennett Square over the weekend. We don't have a uh, defined search area at this point. We're considering and, and certainly acting on and investigating any piece of information or tip that we receive. What they've done is to go to Plan B, which is maybe more like traditional fugitive investigations or you, you don't have perimeters. Brad Garrett is a former special agent with the FBI. He says until state police get sightings or tips in real time about Cavalcante's whereabouts, he'll likely elude capture. He calls 12 days on the run surprising, but says eventually Cavalcante will make a mistake. The piece of this case that seems to maybe got overlooked was the fact that this guy may well have experience in eluding law enforcement in either a jungle or forested type of area. Lieutenant Colonel George Biven says an elaborate system of old underground tunnels and drainage ditches may have been a vulnerability that Cavalcani exploited. State police say the Brazilian does not appear to be getting help from old acquaintances. His sister is in custody and expected to be deported for overstaying her visa. So investigators believe Cavalcante is desperate, has little to no money, but dangerous. What will catch this guy now is sort of everyday fugitive searching, which involves phones, which involves associates, which involves move, the latest movements you have in the direction he was traveling. And while Cavalcante's whereabouts are unknown, state police believe he remains in Pennsylvania. Live in East Nitmill, Chad Perdelli. So, folks, again, there's, uh, you know, talking about how they're going to capture him. And, of course, um, right now, that's what we all want. We all want to see him captured because uh, this is dangerous. And especially for the fact that, as we know, he's, he's now armed. Uh, that's been confirmed by the, uh, by the Pennsylvania State Police Uh you know, folks, I'm not seeing um, the, oh, I guess the, the, the press conference, uh, I'm not seeing it live right now. Um, let me see if I can find it on, um, on, on YouTube, but um, I'm not seeing it in the live press conference. But as soon as I can find it on, We will go right to it if I can get it on the on the air here. Um, no. There's uh, I'm not seeing uh, I'm seeing the old press conference, but not not the new press conferences uh, that are on. The, um, so what what we have is um, overnight, of course. Uh, there were shots fired uh, when he broke into the home of a, uh, a of a civilian. Uh, we don't know if, in fact, he got hit. 
Uh, did he get hit or not? We don't know. Um, uh, they just didn't see any blood on the scene. Uh, that doesn't mean he didn't get hit. He could have fled the scene rather quickly. And um, the blood could be elsewhere. But if, if he did get hit, of course, that's going to be... Uh, that's going to make him turn himself. Well, not turn. He's going to have to seek. Uh, he's going to he's going to have to seek treatment. Um, and they're saying the press conferences now. I'm not. I'm not seeing it on. Um, I'm not. I'm not catching it on uh, on YouTube at this moment. Um, Let's see. No, I'm not. Uh, that's again on the screen right now. Is the picture of uh, of the prison that. Uh, Danilo Cavalcante escaped from. Um, and that, again, is now 13 days ago. Uh, so it's... Um, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a bad memory right now, but, uh, again, a lot of, uh, a lot of negligence there uh, in regards to him... Uh, him escaping from prison uh yeah folks i'm not i'm not seeing the um uh i'm not seeing the um the press conference right now uh um unless this this could be it here let me see take a look I think this might be from um... Delaware. Chester County Prison is where he escaped from. Okay, I'm clear. All right, hang on. I just want to make a quick adjustment right. here. He is a convicted murderer. Here's a little background on him, by the way. Oh, well, first of all, what I should show you is this. Hang on a second. Let me show. Let me give you a little background for people who haven't been keeping up with this story. We'll show you a little background. We'll get you caught up. Just showing some of the photos. Here's a of picture the, of him. Obviously. At nighttime. And then if you look in this area where Longwood Gardens is, I mean, you can see there's a lot of trees there. for what A lot of trees. You know. It's not, I mean, it's not like clearly lots of trees and forests, but it's it's not like dense forest for like a hundred miles. So folk, that that's not the um the apparently someone's telling me it's on the um the Chester County uh Facebook page. I'm gonna take a look uh to see if we can pull up this press conference. Uh and I as soon if I can pull it up. I will bring it to you. Um, 
looking for it on Facebook right now. If we could pull it right up again, I will uh, I will bring it right to you. Okay. It's uh, it's it's loading right now, folks. Um, there is uh, it, it's it's um, apologize for the uh, they're just showing the um, the escape video right now. Uh, It's actually it's actually loading on their page. I'm sorry, I couldn't bring it to you right now. But uh, as soon as I could get it to load up, I will bring it right to you. Uh, it's it's again on the Chester County Facebook page. Someone just gave me that information. Uh, let's see if we could bring it up. I'm not having success with it, folks. Uh, Let's see if we can pull this up. If I can't, I'll. Uh, I don't know if there's a hell of a lot of. Uh, we continue to have uh, teams operating in there now. It will take a long time to clear that uh, that entire area, uh, and. And we will, but we will continue uh, until we do locate him. Uh, you know, some similar challenges. The the difference here is a little larger area, and so. And anytime you're in an area like this, there uh, you can imagine if you went out and took a several square mile. Uh, uh, as I've said before, no perimeter is ever 100 uh, percent impenetrable. Uh, we are absolutely have absolutely uh, stood up a very strong perimeter. We will do our very best to contain him in there and to capture him. There are some creeks in there. Yes. The officers have been wearing their gear throughout this entire search. Again, we have always considered him dangerous. Uh, we just know, we, we now have confirmation that he has a firearm. The tactics are the same. It was with the firearm. It was with the firearm. It was with the firearm. Uh, we are focusing on that entire area again. Uh, we have people, supervisors on the ground out there assessing uh, any uh, issues or risks of escape, and we are trying to address any any possibility out there. Uh, they have been searching for him. It was only minutes 
but in that amount of time, uh, he traveled a significant distance. We've been utilizing dogs uh, and we've been utilizing tactical teams. So, uh, you know, again, just because we find a footprint doesn't mean we necessarily know which direction he traveled. And in fact, uh, he had traveled south and then went back north. So um, it's not a matter of just charging into the woods and knowing that, you know, it's that away. Uh, it's a matter of trying to track him. It's a matter of sweeping methodically through the, uh, through the woods, checking buildings and so forth. We don't have the luxury of just charging up the nearest trail and hoping that's the direction he went. I don't believe so, sir. I think uh, at that point he was being pushed by the teams that were pursuing him from the original sighting. I think it was, a, a, my opinion, I believe it was a crime of opportunity. I think he went in there probably trying to hide. The garage door was open. He didn't, uh, I, I believe, uh, recognize that the owner was in there. And I think he was probably looking for a place to hide, ran for that garage, saw the firearm, grabbed that, encountered the homeowner, and fled with the firearm. I don't know, what is that, uh, eight to 10 square miles, probably? I don't know how much more I could emphasize it, sir. I've been very clear about securing things. We have sent, as I said, several reverse 911 messages through the night, again, emphasizing that point and telling residents uh, uh, you know, what they can do, just advising them the situation. I can't be any clearer that they need to secure things. We're working with a variety of maps. Uh, we have county emergency management people on site and have had them on site here in, uh, in the command post. Uh, so that uh, we do have access to uh, the available information. I, I don't, uh, I was told that it is not a life-threatening uh, situation, but I don't have any other Sorry, information. Sorry, there's a matter of time before we capture. It feels like the day is very close. How many law enforcement officers are on the ground right now? Are we estimating? Uh, I would think we're, we're well past the 400. We are probably around 500 right now. It's very fluid. We have people uh, still coming in. We've been releasing people that were held overnight. We have people more, and we're, we're relieving them. We held people over because of the seriousness of the situation last night. So we're working through replacing all of those. We have people coming in. Uh, I can speak for the state police from all over Pennsylvania to support this effort uh, and to be able to sustain it. And, and our partner agencies are doing the same, uh, not only from Pennsylvania, but from out of state as well with various specialty teams. No, this is the area where he left the, uh, the van. Uh, it's very close in proximity to where the van was abandoned and where I talked about that I believed he was in the woods and uh, was likely hiding. Uh, I, I, I really can't provide any more detail right now. What I can tell you is, again, he encountered him. He did call us very quickly. Uh, he did what uh, we asked him to do with, with regard to that. Uh, Coventryville Road. How many times did he fire at uh, I, I don't have that number of shots. Several shots, I was told. Reports that Cavalcante is 
Yes. I'm sorry, which homes are you referring to now? Those homes, well, the ring door camera is nowhere, it's, it's not in this. Uh, Folks, uh, this is obviously an ongoing investigation. Uh, I'm not going to listen and play the, the whole entire press conference because the press are just asking silly questions at this point. Uh, I'm going to stay on this case, of course, uh, as it develops. Uh, but for now, I'm going to say have a great morning and a great day and police off the cuff. We'll get back on the air once there are some new developments in this case. Have a great day, everyone, and God bless. One episode, just ain't enough.